0: if you are desiring it, I do believe it's meant for you. And so you wouldn't be having that desire unless you were actually meant to step into that. The only way you'll miss it is if you just give up and you just stop stepping, right? So it's just the stepping. And that was the huge breakthrough that I had was actually when I decided that I didn't need a six-figure business to be successful because I always thought, oh, when I have made six figures in my business, then I'll be able to call myself like a successful business owner. And I just decided when I was, you know, almost two years in and had only made like two grand and had invested like 50 grand in coaching courses and all that, um, which is normal. You guys, like this is normal. If you were building a brick and mortar, you would have to invest hundreds of thousands. So like, this is normal. Um, but I decided that instead of thinking of myself as a failure because I had only made X Y Z, that I would start thinking of myself as a success.
1: Fearless and successful podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me, <laughs> designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast, to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation, so I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. We are going to have so much fun because I have Anna powers in
0: the house. <laughs> Woo-hoo! I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Anna, where are you tuning in from? I am sitting here in beautiful, sunny Southern Mississippi. And I bet you don't have a ton of guests from Mississippi.
1: <laughs> so cool. And we never hosted someone from Mississippi. So that's kind of fantastic. And Love we it. never had anyone who is actually doing what you're doing so that's also super unique so i'm gonna share a little bit of what anna do and then she's gonna tell us how is she being in the world and how is she impacting and changing the world Mm. so anna powers is a conversion copywriter online business mentor who helps her clients get paid to write copy through her clickworthy copywriting certification Yummy. (laughs) This is so (laughs) click-worthy. I love
0: alliteration. Can you tell? Click-worthy copywriting certification.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I love it. And um, tell us, how did you start it? Where where does this story go?
0: Oh my goodness. We could go so far back to when I was, you know, seven, eight years old, reading, writing stories. In fact, I loved to read so much as a little kid that my mom was afraid I would become a bookworm and be a total social outcast. Matilda. So she, <laughs> Matilda. Yeah. So she would pay me a dollar per mile that I would run outside. And I was born in 1980. So this was before running was really a thing. Like we're talking 1986, 87. She would pay me a dollar per mile because that in her mind balanced out how nerdy and bookwormy I was. She was like, that's fine. She can be a bookworm and I need her to be a little bit athletic too. And I, I was highly motivated by money because that's how I bought my books. So I would say, oh, I need this new book. I, it costs, you know, 595 plus tax. And so I would run one day, I ran 10 miles. Now it took me all day to do it. I'd, our block was a half a mile and I'd run like a, a block and then I'd come home and have a Snapple and then I'd run another block. <laughs> but anyway, so that's a little bit of a background that I've always loved language, words, reading, writing. And then I was an English major in undergrad, English and French, actually double major. And then I became a lawyer. And really that's where my journey with the idea of copywriting started. Uh, Because a lot of what I was doing as an attorney is pretty similar to what a conversion copywriter would do. And I'll just give my definition of a copywriter is someone who writes words that sell. So um, as distinguished from copyright, the legal kind of copyright, like protecting your intellectual property, that's not what I do. I do copywriting with a W R I T I N G. So writing your sales pages and your emails, landing pages, um, subject lines, headlines, all of those beautiful things. And so I, I realized as an attorney, I was using my words and I was writing persuasively and I wanted to get this certain result for my client, but I wasn't always feeling aligned to the people that I was representing. And when you are a lawyer in a firm and what we call a baby lawyer, you know, when you're not a partner yet, you don't have much choice in who you represent. The partners bring in the work and they tell you, okay, Anna, this is the file you're going to be working on. And you might read it and go, I don't want to defend this person, but it doesn't matter because it is your job. Hmm. And of course I would never cross like an ethical line. And you always are telling the truth when you're defending someone. So um, so it wasn't an issue of like, oh, it's wrong to defend this person. It was just more of an issue of, I, I don't feel like how I'm using my gift is really making a positive impact in the world. Like I'm, I, f- I remember feeling often like I'm using this beautiful gift that God gave me of language to make old, uh, and this is not meant to be ages, but <laughs> like to make, old people in rich old offices, like a whole bunch more money when they already have millions upon millions upon millions. Like I'm just padding wow. their pockets. And that felt really sad to me. Um, and so I started, I'm a spiritual person. I started praying, okay, God, you gave me this gift. There has to be a way that I can use it. That is more honoring to you that brings more light to the world that brings more good to the world. That isn't just about a bottom line and making a big corporation, another couple of million dollars this year. And there is nothing wrong with making a lot of money. I want to make a ton of money. I want all my clients to make a ton of money. So I'm not trying to knock, you know, people who make a ton of money, but there's a big difference to me when you're more of a cog in a wheel. And for example, one of the partners at the firm that I worked with, um, saw me at a lunch and was like, oh yeah, you're an amazing profit center for us. And while I appreciated that he saw the value in my work, I wanted to be seen as a human being with a soul and a spirit and thoughts and feelings and emotions, not just, oh, that's Anna Powers, a great profit producer. Mm -hmm. And with copywriting, um, I am able to choose to lend my talents and skills to businesses that I believe so strongly in their mission and their message, and then to reach hundreds of thousands of people, because the clients that I work with, you know, many of them have email lists of a hundred thousand people. And then those people are all connected to people. And then those people are all connected to people and to use my words to back a message that I, and a mission that I believe is doing good in the world. Um, so there's an element of autonomy and freedom. So I looked into online business when I was sitting in my law cubicle, like on a lunch break. And, um, and I, and I just decided that in 2014 to hire a business coach and we started building out an online business and there were tons of twists and turns, and that would be a whole another podcast episode, but ultimately found my way to copywriting. And that's where I've really planted my flag and where I love supporting people.
1: So inspiring and I could go now into so many directions um, just from your story, but I love the fact, no, this is a question. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned something like, I don't want to be a profit center. I want to be seen as a human being, as a soul, as a, you know, me. Mm -hmm. And I had a really awesome conversation today on a podcast um, about how we are determining our, how we determine our worth, right? Mm -hmm. By what we are doing instead of like who we are being.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah.
1: And I know that you're going to love this and I want your take on like, because you said like, okay, so they see me for my talent and not for who I am. Mm -hmm. And tell me how much of that component, component of who you are being in your business actually helps to generate the income that you are generating.
0: It's everything. I believe the more you are able to bring your full self to your work, all angles of yourself, the more interestingly, the more profitable you will become. Because from my perspective, every single person is unique so you have something we could have the same exact skill set but you are going to execute that skill in a way that is uniquely you and i'm going to execute it in a way that has a little flair of me and that's what makes it so special and when we're in an environment where we have to kind of smooth that out or stuff that down or place that aside it it lowers the value of our work so If the law firm had let me express my full creativity and I don't want to blame them because that's also a choice. I made that choice, right? Okay. It looks like the rules work like this around here. I'm going to fall in line. I I didn't try to push the rules, you know, so that's on me too. Right. But the more that we are tamping down or snuffing out our own, any aspect of yourself, the more that quality of the work that you put into the world will diminish. Mm -hmm. And people ask me often, what's your favorite thing about running an online business? And my, my go-to answer is always, I feel like I can be more me than I ever felt. And this is my eighth year in online business. So now that's become normalized again. Like, oh, I get to be who I am. But I remember those first couple of years, it was like, whoa, I get to be who I am. I get to throw in a little rap that I made up into a teaching video, I get to sing a part of this lesson, like, I, and you may hate that. And it may be super annoying to you. And that's totally fine. That just means maybe I'm not the mentor for you, right? That's totally fine. There's someone for everybody, but that's part of who I am. And that's part of what makes me unique and special. And I get to bring that to my work. And that allows me to reach the people I'm meant to reach at such a higher level than when I was. Forcing myself to wear Ann Taylor pencil skirts and stiletto heels, you know, when really I wanted to be in like velour pantaloons and <laughs> Jimmy Choo high tops, you know, with silver stars on them because that's fun. So, yeah, did that answer your question? Yeah, it. <laughs> no, it's
1: so good. So good. I think this is so on point because, especially for people who are starting out and there's so much at, in this DNA, like we are, we have a, an information overload and people are like okay so where do I go um and yesterday I talked with with our we with my clients it was like okay so we are selling knowledge it's not actually about the knowledge that we are selling we are selling our wisdom which is knowledge is something that is universal I think like we have one knowledge in the world Mm -hmm. like we we learn from from similar mentors that's one (laughs) universal knowledge but through our own lens and through our own stories and our unique gifts we create our own wisdom and that's the power and sometimes people what would be so what would be your advice for people who are just starting out and they're like okay but I need to especially like (laughs) because we are touching copy and maybe like I need to copy someone else that was the initial thought Um, how do they go about creating something that is so unique that it's not borrowed?
0: Yeah. Okay. So credit where credit is due. This is something that I actually, I kind of felt inherently, but I, I wouldn't have known how to express it before I met my friend, Mel Abraham, um, And you, you're not in your head, so I think you you probably know Mel. Lots of people know Mel. He's he's amazing, and um, he has a program called the Affluence Blueprint, but he also has a program called Thoughtpreneur Academy. And in in that program, he teaches frameworks. And um, Mel and I are in a mastermind together and have been for several years. And so I went through the Thoughtpreneur Academy, and in that program, he's really teaching you how do you become a thought leader, which is I think similar to the question that you're asking. And I thought about that too. You know, we say a lot of the same things, but in a different way. So how do you avoid just sounding like a a repetitive parrot of someone else's intellectual property? And so the way Mel approaches this is you look at the wisdom, like the common wisdom, and I hope I'm not misstating anything, but you look at the wisdom, but then you you add your take to it. So you don't just say, oh, here's the quote. And I'm just going to say the quote. You really do some deep thinking about, okay, what does this quote mean to me? How have I seen this play out in my own business? Where might I disagree with a piece of this quote? Hmm. And that's how you start to shape thought leadership where of course we're, we're resting on the foundation that was built by generations prior and all the wisdom that they have poured out into the world, but we also have things to add. And so it's not that they are these superhuman wise giants and we are the little, you know, minions underneath their feet. No, we have an important, powerful perspective as well. So you look at the work that's been done before you And then you add your own wisdom into it. You always give credit where credit is due. So, you know, if I'm sharing something and I know where it came from, I'm going to share where it came from. I'm not going to claim it as my own, Um, but you do make it your own by adding your own experience and your own wisdom and your own expertise to whatever that, that piece of thought knowledge is.
1: Wow. Love it. And that's what copy is all about, right?
0: copy. So I call copy the words that sell and your copy is about to me, your copy is about being able to show your ideal client, the value of the offer in a way that they get it. Hmm. So it's about really conveying this thing over here can help you get to this goal that you want to reach. And here's why and here's how. In a way that's not like beating someone over the head or forcing them, but it's like what I what I would call a perspective shift. Like, oh, you thought you you've always thought you were stuck in this place, um, but what if there were the, another? You know, there were another option for you.
1: So really, yeah. Emphasize what would be like the mistakes that you've seen in copy, like people like in online businesses. what, what are some common mistakes?
0: Huge common mistake is focusing your copy. If you're the leader or the mentor, focusing your copy on you and your program. Awesome. And why is that a mistake? Because most people are like, wait a second. Of course, the copy needs to be focused on me and my program because I'm trying to show them why me and my program are awesome (laughs) because your client, sad, but true, (laughs) Mm-hmm. At least in the beginning, now, maybe once they get to know you, you develop like a friendship, a closer, you know, a close, a closer tie, but at least in the beginning when they, they don't know you, right. They only care about you to the extent that you will help them get a result that they desire. Hmm. They only care about your program to the extent that your program will help them achieve a goal that they want to achieve. So. So often creators and leaders and mentors want to talk about, oh, this is what I did. And this this, this is my background and my education. And this is why my program is so great. And that messaging will fall flat with a new prospect who hasn't been in a coaching container with you yet, or a course container, because it's all about you.
1: So So what what? we have to, (laughs) so yeah,
0: right. Exactly. So what? So you're smart. Yay. So are a bajillion other people. (laughs) Woohoo. Um, so what we have to do is frame all of the copy toward the potential client. So even on your about page, um, like of your website, most people's about pages are going to read I, I, I me, and then I did, and they're going to tell their whole story. And it's going to be full of the word I, and when I'm writing website copy, for someone, the first thing I do is I'll go through and replace as many eyes with you as possible. So like you are looking for this result and, and here's how I can relate to this. I I happen to be in a similar position, but we don't start with, I was in this position and then I did this. It's like, If you landed on this page, chances are you're stuck in a corporate job where you feel like you've got these skills and talents, but you're not using them for their highest good. If that's what you're feeling right now, I totally hear you because I felt the same exact way when I was sitting in my cubicle as a lawyer. I'm betting that you want to take your skills and talents and use them in a way that makes a beautiful, positive impact in the world. If that's you, keep reading. So we're always, we're always, focusing on why should the client care about what we're saying? Like, why should they be interested in us? Why should they be interested in our program? So we want to focus on the end result that it will get for them. Mm.
1: And this is where the impact, this is really the impact, right? We are not thinking about how I see that is like, okay, if of course I want to sell my programs. I want to make impact, but the impact is actually the people who I'm serving. So it has to be about them. Right. And I love, right. And I love how you said, you know, replace I with, with you or with the person you are speaking to. I think, I think I have to check my website. (laughs)
0: Like most people do. And the way that I first stumbled upon that Um, was one of my first mentors when I went and wrote my first set of website copy before I started studying copy, just when I was getting online, I wrote my about page, like Anna Powers has a background in civil litigation and she was super cum laude, you know, and blah, 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 all these beautiful accomplishments and accolades. And she looked at my, my copy and she said, Oh, we have to hide this. And I was like, wait, What? I'm such a great writer. What do you mean we have to hide it? She said, this copy is all about you. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, it's my about page. Of course it's about me. That's the whole point. She said, no, your about page is about the client and why they should relate to you. So when I'm teaching my certified copywriters how to write about their own, like if they're the mentor and they're trying to sell a program then we do want to talk about why am I the right person to lead this program, but always from a frame of connecting with a potential client. Mm-hmm. So the framework I have for that is you want to make yourself both relatable and revered. Wow. So when, Yeah. So when I'm writing my about page or when I'm writing a section on the sales page that I refer to as the meet the mentor page, I write a lot of sales pages and I always have a little blurb, whether it's for one of my own programs or whether I'm writing for a client, there's going to be a little section about like meet this mentor. Um, I want to give examples that will help the client see that I'm approachable. I'm relatable. You know, I'm not I wasn't born into the Royal family with some historical lineage of power, (laughs) you know, Um, but I'm also revered. Like I have accomplished something that my potential client is looking to accomplish. So I'm qualified to support them in reaching that. And you really have to be both because if you are revered without being relatable, that's, that can be very off-putting because you may be admired and esteemed but people don't necessarily want to invest and go through your program. If they feel like you're so far ahead of them that you are you're untouchable. It's mm-hmm. not that attractive. If you are relatable without being revered, well, you'll get a lot of like, oh, she's so nice, you know, but people won't pay because They won't see how you could actually help them. It'll Mm -hmm. just be like, oh, like she's approachable and friendly and open. And that's great. So you really want to create the connection point of being both relatable and revered. So when I'm doing this on, on my copy, I'm telling stories about how my first whole year in business, I made $50, like $50 in the whole year. And it came in in December. That makes me relatable to someone who started a business and they're really struggling, but I can be revered because I can say, uh, by year three, I was making six figures and practicing law full-time. And then the year after that, we doubled to multiple six figures. The year after that we doubled to over 500 K. So within five years, you know, we went from $50 to 500 K a year, and that is, a result that most people want. And that gives a lot of hope too, because if I just came right out the gate and I'm like, Oh, I'm so amazing. I made 500 K my first year in business. That's a little off-putting, right? It's not very relatable, but if I'm telling you, I made $50 the first whole year and you're struggling, but you can see that, Hey, five years in, we're making half a million a year that you that's exciting. You're like, okay, like, I know she's been through her stress and traumas and she's figured it out and that's someone I want to learn from
1: amazing I love that I love that and this is like really tangible tangible um tip um tell me like you know your ideal clients obviously online business owners course creators coaches mentors and all this good stuff leaders um how can they use words to change the world what are some of the like really steps, or maybe you have a framework or maybe you have something that will, okay, so I'm digging it. I know where I need to go.
0: Yeah. So um, there's really four steps that I would say, and the first is going to be connection. So you just want to understand who you're trying to reach and connect with them. The best way to do that is to talk to them, like actually get on a video call or a phone call, which most people gasp and say, wait, what? What? Just get on the phone with someone who's on my email list and just talk with them and not try to sell them anything. Just mm-hmm. talk with them. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Amazing. And if if someone like Pat Flynn, who makes millions of dollars a year, will still do this for a day a week, which I know as of at least as of November the nineteenth, um, a day a month, I think. At least as of November 19th, when he was a speaker at the, the mastermind that Mel and I are in together, I asked him, I was like, I know you used to do this, but do you still do this, Pat? And he said, oh yeah, I still do that. If Pat Flynn making millions of dollars a year can take the time out of his day to meet with people on his email list who aren't necessarily customers yet, just to talk with them and find out what's resonating with you. What are your pain points? Where, what are the things that you're looking to create this year? We can do that too. Right, so that's really important, connection, first thing. Second thing is contrast. If you're looking to change the world with your words, um, and P.S., I saw the slogan, I do not know who invented it, but change your words, change your world is on the back of a t-shirt at my own copywriting mentor, Ray Edwards event in 2019 that I spoke at. So I did not coin that, but I love it so much that I, I think it's just such a beautiful way to remember that our words can change the world, change um, your, worlds, ch-
1: ch- change change your, your words.
0: words, change your world. I th- I'm pretty sure that's the exact quote. I got the t-shirt in my bedroom. <laughs> I, okay. can go, I can go grab it and look it up. Um, but the second way that we can do that, if we're going to change the world with our words, We have to get people to shift some actions to, to make some moves. And in order to do that, we need to use contrast. What I mean is that we have to highlight the difference between what I call the client's world of pain, where they are right now, where they're stuck, where they're struggling. And they're what I call the paradise of possibility which is where they want to be, where everything is awesome, where they finally tackled and overcome that big thing that was keeping them stuck. So we need to start thinking about creating that contrast with the words that we use to inspire people to action. Most business owners, are really good at one or the other. They're really good at digging into the world of pain and they can tell you like all the things that are not going right, but then they falter and they don't paint the picture of what you actually want or they're really great. And this is a lot of the people that I work with because they're so heart-centered and kind. They're really great at painting the beautiful picture of... You know, oh, you want to have business class travel and you want to stay in beautiful hotels and carry Chanel bags, you know, and they, they paint this beautiful picture, but they don't want to push into the pain of where you are right now. Hmm. So it stays in this like very nebulous dream world. And it doesn't feel like a real possibility that you could actually get. Humans will numb out, right? We will use all sorts of coping mechanisms. Um, I don't know how many cups of coffee I've had today, but I do it too. You know, there's coffee, there's wine, there's all kinds of things that are, you know, healthy and unhealthy (laughs) that we can use to cope. Um, So most of us don't want to admit that our problems are as bad as they are. This is why you hear about people who have, you know, a, a lot of overdue bills or they've gone to collection and it's not because they're bad people. It's just like that little human thing of maybe if I don't open the bill, it just won't, it won't affect me. And it doesn't work. So, but it works for like a a couple weeks, you know, like they don't have to face that pain right away, but it ultimately results in bigger pain. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to talk to people about. Hey, you have a problem right now that you could say is a small problem, but think about what's going to happen if you don't address this. Like, let's just use the debt analogy. Like right now you have a $2,000 bill that you don't have the money to pay. You can ignore it. You can avoid it. Eventually you will get reported to collections. It will harm your credit score. You will have to go through all kinds of rigmarole. I mean, thankfully I have not been in this situation, but as a lawyer, you know, I've certainly dealt with all kinds of things. And I know it's not fun when you get in a situation where there's like collectors after you, right. Or. You could go, you could realize, you know what? This sucks. I have a $2,000 bill that I can't pay, but this is the reality. And mm-hmm. if I don't deal with it, that $2,000 bill is going to turn into like $6,000 because it's going to have all this interest added. And then I'm going to have a deemed credit score, blah, blah, blah. So let me suck it up, <laughs> open the bill, call the company, see if I can get a deferment for a month. And like, yes, it is painful to deal with that. But when you acknowledge the, the, um, potential severity of the situation, you will take action and you will keep it from becoming as bad as it could have been. And taking responsibility for it. Right. Right. So that's what we have to do with our words is we have to show people your situation is actually worse than you are think. Or you, you are you, then you're wanting to admit that it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing to realize that. Because here's what it can be. And all you need to do is take these action steps starting today. Just stop putting your head in the sand and putting it off. Of course, we say it much more diplomatically than that. I'm never going to write in a page, you know, stop putting your head in the sand. That would not be effective copy. (laughs) But we have to make the contrast between the world of pain and the paradise of possibility. And we have to paint both of them really well. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing. So we have connection and then we have contrast. The third point is call to action. So we actually have to give people clear calls to action and clear next steps. Always. And always in your sales emails, in your, on your sales pages, but also in your Instagram captions, tell people, share this post, save this post. I mean, <laughs> the amount of increased engagement you can get just by telling people to share or save the post or like for a podcast, please Review this podcast, please subscribe. I think they maybe took away the subscribe feature. Now you just like follow the podcast, whatever the thing is that you're supposed to do, like do the thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ask for what you actually want people to do. Sometimes I'll see business owners giving sort of vague calls to action or they'll, they won't really do a call to action. They'll, they'll be talking in the, in an email about a program and they'll just say like the the, um, pain to paradise program, uh, helped so-and-so get this result and they'll highlight and hyperlink the, the words pain to paradise program, but they'll never put like, click here to get signed up here and enroll. <laughs> so it's like, that's fine. You can highlight the name of the program, but then actually tell people like, click here to see the full sales page, click here to get the details and enroll, click here to save your seat in the program. Like tell them what to do. It sounds so basic, but the number of people who don't do it is pretty shocking. Yes. And then the fourth thing is to be consistent. And I, that is really twofold. So you want to be consistent in all of your messaging channels. So you don't want your emails to have a certain kind of tone and then your, your social to have a certain other kind of tone. And then your website to be a third tone. Like you just want to have a consistent messaging strategy across all your channels. And then you also want to be consistent with sharing. So it's like consistent in what you share and consistent with sharing. So um, rule of thumb for emails, you want to be emailing your subscribers at least once a week, because if you wait longer than that, it's, you know, it's a little risky. They'll be like, wait, who are you? You know, we, our inboxes are flooded these days. So we want to be the people that our subscribers look forward to reading our emails. Um, and then, you know, again, if you're showing up on social, I wouldn't say you have to show up every day, but like pick your days and show up a couple days, excuse me, a couple days a week, at least so that you're building some consistency and people, um, that builds trust. People know, Oh, Anna said, she's going to show up. And she did Mm -hmm. Anna put a PS watch for the part two of this message next week. And next week she gave me the part two. So be consistent. And those are, those are some really uh, concrete action steps that anyone listening who is running a business can start to implement to see some results.
1: Amazing. And I would love for you guys to screenshot this episode and tag me and Anna on Instagram. So this is call to action. You guys, um, I want you to take both of us and say, uh, we really want to see what is your action. So connection, contrast. Call to action and consistency, how you're going to implement these four things in your next copy.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And my Instagram is my full name. So it's at Sarah Anna Powers, which can be confusing Mm because I do go by Anna, but it's at S-A-R-A-A-N-N-A-P-O-W-E-R-S. I would love to see those tags coming through because there's nothing that podcasters love more (laughs) because I have my own podcast as well. Like we love it when you actually like, let us know that you're listening and that you're actually going to, going to use the knowledge because it's one thing to hear it, but it's not going to get you a result until you actually implement it in your business.
1: Amazing, and we're gonna link that in the show notes. So Instagram and also podcast. Your coach D was also on Anna's podcast, so you wanna make sure to Absolutely. check that out. Um, but yeah, I think we we covered a really you know significant part of what makes copy um, a copy a good copy. So this is super yes. awesome. Is there anything else that I forgot
0: to ask you, and you would like D? I want to mention this. Oh my goodness. I think I, I will just add for those of you who are building businesses, just keep going, be persistent, be resilient. Um, that's the main piece of wisdom that I love to share with anybody who will listen, because that is a true story that I shared about the $50 in the first year. And by October of the second year, I think I had made like 2,150 and then everything clicked into place. And I got into alignment And then it was very quickly 5K month, then 10K month. And I was still practicing law full time. So that third year was the six figure year, but oh my gosh, I was so close to quitting a year and a half in (laughs) because I couldn't see that the next year I was going to make more than my law salary with my part-time hours as a copywriter. I couldn't see it yet, but it was already written for me. And I, again, from a spiritual perspective, I think like. We are living our lives in this weird thing of time where we think that, oh, this thing is in the future. So it hasn't happened yet. I actually believe everything in the future has already happened. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're just making our way through it. So like, I think, and for me, it's God, I know different people have different religious views, but I think God already sees the whole timeline. So he's looking at the timeline, like it's written on a piece of paper, like he's looking down at it and he's like, oh here's Anna's multiple seven figure year. Like it already exists. Time is just an illusion. I always say that. (laughs) Yeah, it already exists. I'm just taking the little steps to get to it, but it's already there. Yeah. So like rest in that confidence that if you are desiring it, I do believe it's meant for you. Mm. And so you wouldn't be having that desire unless you were actually meant to step into that. The only way you'll miss it is if you just give up and you just stop stepping right? So it's just the stepping. And that was the huge breakthrough that I had was actually when I decided that I didn't need a six-figure business to be successful because I always thought, oh, when I have made six figures in my business, then I'll be able to call myself like a successful business owner. And I just decided when I was, you know, almost two years in and had only made like two grand and had invested like 50 grand in coaching and courses and all that, Um, which is normal. You guys like, this is normal. If you were building a brick and mortar, you would have to invest hundreds of thousands. So like, this is normal. Um, But I decided that instead of thinking of myself as a failure, because I had only made X, Y, Z, that I would start thinking of myself as a success Mm -hmm. because I exist Mm -hmm. and I am worthy and valuable purely because I am. And that is not in any way tied to my bank account or how many clients I've served. Like, I just am valuable because I am here breathing. And that means that God wants me here. And who am I to argue with God? Um, so I just started to see myself as a success and then the floodgates opened And all the clients came and the money came. And I know there's more to it than that. Of course, there were key relationships I had been building and obviously had some skills and talent and I was a hard worker and I did the work, but truly that mindset shift was instrumental in, it was like when I released from the, I, I have to have this to be that when I was like, no, 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 I just am, I just am Mm -hmm. successful. Then it was like, I left the ease in the space for the money to flow in. So that would be what I would leave everyone. Oh,
1: so beautiful. And I think we could talk like for another hour about that that belief, right? (laughs) That belief, believing in yourself and trusting the process. And I think that just letting go of, I think we are so obsessed with the outcome and the goal and we have so big expectations once you let go. And once you're just like fully embodying that this is already done and checked and it's here. It's like it's here. <laughs> I yeah. don't need to worry about anything. I'm already happy and fulfilled and joyful. Yes, exactly. And that transcends into a byproduct in, in money.
0: <laughs> and it's such a more attractive energy than like, oh my gosh, everything's going wrong. You know, stress and obsession. <laughs> right. And it's like yeah.
1: such a bad vibe and frequency. Like, <laughs> we are <laughs> we are valuable, we are worthy. Yeah, and yeah. it's a, it's a like full circle of leaving the job that it's not giving me my full permission to be myself right and just like stepping into that power I'm worthy I'm valuable and success I am success
0: yes yes you are success we're listening
1: to this yes
0: yes and amen and so it shall be okay I'm gonna wrap it by
1: asking the last question I know that we went on a little bit but um what is exciting for you in 2022 what are you launching? What is the the
0: most exciting thing that you're like, wow, this is the my passion project. Okay. I give you two, a personal and a business. The personal one is I just got married on December 11th. I am 41 years old, never been married before. So I took my sweet time and it was 1000% worth the wait. Um, because, I uh, my new husband and i we are just feeling so grateful and so blessed every day to have found each other and so that oh that God. is what Congrats. i oh, so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'll cry the happy tears but um but that is what i'm most excited about in 2022 on the personal front and then on the business front i am most excited and thrilled about our clickworthy copywriting certification Last year, I made a major leap of faith to do what I felt God was really calling me to do and serve in a way that I felt I could be most helpful, which is around copy and messaging and specifically training people who want to build the kind of business that I built as a conversion copywriter and people who love words and love writing, but don't necessarily know how to get paid for their writing. Well, and they're maybe like trying to get these little content gigs that hardly pay any money and they don't realize like conversion copywriters can make six figures a year minimum as a starting point and then go all the way up to seven and beyond if you want. So we turned off hundreds of thousands of dollars in recurring revenue from a mastermind that I used to run and a group coaching program that I used to run last year to give me the space to build out our Clickworthy copywriting certification. Wow. Yes. And we took almost 50 people. Um, we had a, a, two cohorts that we led last year, and then we just started a new cohort this, uh, this year in 2022. So we've taken nearly 50 people through the cert. Um, we've had around 22 of the 50 already fully certified. You have a year to certify. Amazing. They are killing it. They are doing things like booking. One of them booked a thirty thousand dollars plus project. Um, I mean, writing for the most incredible clients. And it's just the joy of my heart to see other people who, similarly to me, loved writing um, and felt like, oh, I have this skill, but how can I really put this to to good in the world Mm -hmm. and see them be able to make that positive impact and make a lot of money for it? It's like the best thing ever. So that's what I'm most excited about. And anybody who's interested in that can head over to sarahannapowers.com forward slash priority. And you can get on what we call the priority notification list because words matter. And I just do not love the terminology of the wait list. Like that sounds so who wants to wait? No, you will be on the priority notification list. Love and it. We'll be opening another cohort in the spring very shortly. um, Like, I don't know when this will come out, but it'll We'll have a cohort that'll be opening soon, and um, I would love to connect with any of you who are interested in honing your copy skills.
1: Definitely something to to check, you guys. We need more skilled copywriters that are changing yes. the world and helping other people to to impact, to create more impact, more positive change. So, yeah, if you
0: think that that's for you, you know, sign up for a notification list. Yeah. And you can always DM me if you have any specific questions or want to just chat. I love the voice chat feature on DMs. I'm totally open to that. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out. I am like, Anna sings,
1: Anna sings in her voice message. Oh,
0: I will. I will. I might even sing you a response, (laughs) but yeah, I'm super approachable. So don't hesitate. And that I actually love getting messages like that. So
1: Oh, cool. Well, this was so amazing. We're going to link all the links in the show notes. Oh my goodness.
0: Yay. This was so fun. Thank you so much, Dee, for having me on. It has been a joy and a delight. Thank you so much. Speak soon. Ciao. Okay. Ciao.
1: Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.